So today I have invited Irving, Carly, Laura, and Laura, sorry, with Kaimishi Technology Center. Um, you can find their listing on our online directory at potochamber.com, or you can come by the office and pick up a physical copy of the directory. Um, so today we're just going to kind of talk about, or I guess we're starting, we're going to talk about the history of Kaimishi Technology Center, kind of where, where it all started. <laughs> Okay, well, Kaimishi Technology Center District actually opened in 1969. Um, the Poto Campus um, opened in August of 1970. Do you know how many programs there were? At that time, four. <laughs> <laughs> Speak. <laughs> um, Irving show, uh, took me to Mr. Colwell's office and he showed me the blueprint and mm -hmm. that had the four on it. Mm -hmm. uh, HVAC, yeah. plumbing, plum, HVAC, plumbing, farm equipment, and what was the other one? I don't remember. I, I can't remember the other one. I don't remember now. But I was just uh, out of all of the four um, that uh, that was on there, HVC was the only one that kind of stuck it out, and mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. But the farm mechanical one that was mm -hmm. interesting because uh, Irving took me on a tour of the campus, and to see all of the new technological stuff and the digital age of everything and to see it on the right. we've come a long way yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so we'll just i guess if you guys want to kind of go each one um laura what what do you do here okay my title is student services coordinator and i'm primarily responsible um for the full-time daytime programs um which were funded by the state to serve high school students juniors and seniors in high school they attend on a half-day basis, and then they attend their high school half-day. Uh, we do allow adults in some of those programs, um, but it is they were primarily set up by the state to serve high school students. And Carly? I am the adult coordinator, so I handle all of those short-term trainings that are specifically developed for adults. Health, um, some of the health classes are phlebotomy, uh, long-term care, certified nurses aid. Um, I do have like a night HVAC program, but those are specific for adults that are coming in the evening. And then I also do some of the personal enrichment classes. So if you're wanting to do a um, an art class or something like that, those are the classes that I also provide. But it's not just arts and crafts. It could also be sign language. It could be um, something that's more ag-related, maybe ag tax tips, things like that. Those are the things that I um, provide to the campus in the, the area. I am. Uh, I do marketing here at KTC Poto. I help with um, social media, creating ads, um, setting up events like this, <laughs> where giving tours, podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I help um, with car calendar scheduling, uh, local community groups scheduling uh, our rooms that we have available here for them. Okay, cool. So, how many uh, campus locations are there? There are 10 total within the KTC district, but Poto also has a Spiro Annex. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and what would, I guess, is the recruitment different for, like, Laura, Laura for your versus? So how would you go through the process? Yes. Of um, the full-time, like I said, the full-time daytime programs, many of them, you know, were set up and funded by the state to serve high school students. So we recruit with the high school students first. We have a sophomore event. In January, where we bring all the local um, sophomores out from all 14 of our high schools, 
and they um, get to choose three programs that they want to spend time in, and that just allows them to insert themselves in the program, work with other students, and figure out if that's something that they want to pursue or that might be a good fit for them. And then there's an application process, and they apply, and we do one-on-one uh, -on -one interviews with the students, and um, those students are selected based from those interviews. Okay. And then if the class doesn't fill with high school students, then we open it up for adult, adult, and we usually do adult enrollment towards the end of May of every year. Now we do have a, a few daytime programs that are adult only. The practical nursing, is you do have to have a high school diploma to um, take that class, so that's an adult only class, and also the um, EMS classes, the basic and the paramedic are for adults. Okay. Mm -hmm. And for the... Uh, On the adult side, yeah. I, it's we really work with those students that are coming in seeking career guidance. Um, so we work closely with the Dynamic Workforce Solutions, Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma, um, to help provide their clients with some type of training that they're looking for. So do we recruit? Always. We're always out in the community. We're always looking to help someone better their future. Um, but they're really coming to us. We just, we have to be that visible presence in the community where we say, hey, we have this available to you. But they're really, they come to us on the adult side. So do you guys work with um, all the schools or do you have, I mean, how does that? Uh, we're our schools <laughs> included. Sorry. <laughs> we have 14 and we have and just help me if I if I miss any, but we have Arcoma, Bakoshi, Cameron, Spyro, Panama, Poto, Howe, Hevener, LaFleur, Worcester, Worcester, Red Oak, Red Oak Panola, <laughs> Wilburton. I'm missing one. I have 14. Hmm. Did you say Panama? Panama. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's 14. Yeah, yeah, there's 14. Okay. And some of those, and I will say, some of those overlap within other KTC districts. Yeah. So Tallahena campus, they can also recruit students from Red Oak or Lafleur. Um, but we just work with that campus mm -hmm. to see what's going to be the best for that student mm -hmm. um, logistically mm -hmm. than getting to and from the campus. And we work with the partner school counselors and um, helping the students to determine which session is best. The morning. Or the afternoon you know if they're an athlete obviously they need to stay at the high school in the afternoon because athletics are in the mm -hmm. afternoon so they attend here in the morning but we try and be as flexible as possible with getting them scheduled on which session works best for their schedule but then I will also say that we do have those K through 8 schools Monroe Shady Point mm -hmm. Hodgen and they do um, participate on some of the things on campus um, in November there is um, an eighth grade career Best connection. I can't remember exactly connections. <laughs> connections. Um, and so those students are actually able to come and do a little career exploration on our campus. So we do keep in mind those K through eight schools um, that are in the area. And this year uh, we didn't um, ask Chris to come in, but Chris Williams is our newest employee at KTC, and she is expanding into early outreach with um, our our schools and um, doing some elementary pieces on career awareness. So we're eager to see how that develops. Yeah. Um, what, I mean, I guess, I'm trying to look, my questions when I set them up, I kind of jumped around. Um, so do we. <laughs> so, applying, you said they have to go, go through an interview and everything, is that kind of the same? 
on like the as far as applying to uh, practical nursing or okay that's a great question yeah. the practical nursing application process is a little stricter than the others because they have to meet so many standards set by the state board of nursing those aren't standards that, that we set here at the campus it's mandated by the state board of nursing so there's a, a test they have to take and they have to um, make a certain score and then there's an interview process and they have to have references i mean it's it's a little more rigorous to get into the practical nursing class, but when you think about it, you know, if everybody could be a nurse, <laughs> that might be right. a little bit scary. So, um, you know, and it's different. The paramedic process is a little bit different. Uh, usually the paramedic students are working, and so it, it's around their schedules. And, and so the full-time daytime programs, um, you know, have been set for many years. Um, the time frame and so basically if a student is going to attend full-time daytime as an adult it's it's tough for them to to work and you know unless they're putting in late hours so it's it's a commitment but um, we're passionate about what we do here at KTC and it's a different option for students um, you know Carl Albert State College is right next door and we try and complement anything that they do but our programs offer are, are more around industry certification versus degrees and so it just depends on the need of the student and how they learn you know some students uh, learn best sitting in a lecture classroom some need to be using their hands and our all of our programs are hands-on and so it just depends on the type of student yeah each classroom had or each mm -hmm. had a classroom and then a yeah. lab or a skills lab mm -hmm. or yeah you know, what, whatever so that was nice that was pretty cool um, so how, uh, how many programs do you offer? We have 11, um, including the practical nursing and the EMS, which are adult only. We have nine full-time daytime that high school students can take. Okay. Um, about how long would it take, does it take for them to complete a program? Is that? With the high school students only attending half a day, it would take them two years. So um, ideally they would attend as a junior and senior. Mm -hmm. If for some reason they don't start until their senior year, there is a scholarship in place that they can come back as an adult student and complete that program. Um, if an adult student can attend full-time, which would be both morning and afternoon session, they can finish in a year. So uh, the classes, after they finish the program or the classes, then theoretically, typically they would sit for the certification or they kind of get that along the way? And um, depending on the program, okay. there are multiple certifications um, in involved. I mean, obviously, like with practical nursing, there's one yeah. test at the end, a license board practical nurse, mm -hmm. you know, and so, yeah. um, but like with automotive, there's eight ASC certifications, so they take those as they complete those throughout the year. So it's different for each program, um, but the end goal is to make the student employable or to help them continue their education somewhere else, and so um, industry certification is our goal and the instructors work very hard with the students to help those students achieve those. Um, and they're actually evaluated on how many students are certified and go to work in the program. So the teachers have contacts within the industry to help place those students. And so I think we are very unique in that avenue that uh, the instructors help you find jobs when you complete your training. Um, which would be a great benefit. <laughs> it's a good benefit. Going through my question. Yeah. What would be a benefit? That would be a great benefit to be with. Um, Carly, do you want to talk about some of the uh, community 
oriented classes that you do? Um, yeah, um, and I came into this position in May, so I'm still learning the ins yeah. and the outs of getting into the community. Um, but we just try to be as involved and as visible as possible. One of the things that I did a lot this summer, though, uh, was providing the local schools with their bus driving professional development. Um, the State Department of Education requires that they have a 19-hour course that they take, a five-hour in-cab training, and then they actually have to take an actual test for bus driving. So I worked with um, quite a few of our area schools and getting that professional development and those bus drivers trained. Um, but then just being in the community, what, what does that community want? What do they need? Um, do they need a sign language class? Do they need something um, dementia cares? Do they need more training in that? So it really just depends on what they're wanting. Um, we do a lot of things on campus, but we also need to be in those communities and making sure that our presence is known, but also that we're providing something to the community. Um, I'm, I'm in the middle of scheduling some of those things um, right now, but I will tell you at our Spyro campus, um, we do a, what we call our flex program, which is our long-term care nurses aid flex. So a student has actually 90 days to complete um, a 96 hour course. That's one of the things that we're really proud of um, in that community because we saw the need on what we call the northern part of our county um, and being able to provide that training to that end. Um, I do some farm and ranch classes, some farm and ranch welding classes, I guess I should say, um, at Spiro and in Poto. Um, but it's just really figuring out what that, that community needs and partnering with different people within that community to be able to provide something. Um, Sarah and I have a meeting later this <laughs> afternoon um, about providing some type of training for the KTC Barbecue Smackdown um, because people need to be aware of food safety. Um, so it's just figuring out what's the need, how can we serve the community, um, and be present in the community. And I'd like to add to that where... The full-time daytime programs, we're, we're more locked in to what's been approved by the State Department to offer. And Carly has a lot more flexibility on if someone walks in and says, hey, I have a, a, a need to learn. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> you name it. Digital I get photography. Digital photography. Yeah, digital photography. I mean, yeah. she can say, well, let me find an instructor, and as soon as we get 10 people, mm -hmm. you know, we can offer this class. And so she has a lot more flexibility in that, and I think mm -hmm. that makes us unique where – you know, a lot of times with education facilities, you're very limited mm -hmm. on what can be offered, and she gets to be really creative with her classes. So. I have to say, like, whenever people come in, they're like, I want to take this class. I'm like, do you have an instructor? Because that's the first question, is that I can put together a class, but I have to find that instructor. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm constantly trying to find instructors for classes that people come up with, or I'm <laughs> trying to get someone approved um, to teach that class. But it's a challenge, but it's also, it's a lot of fun because it's problem solving, um, and trying to meet the need of the community. So if you have an idea for a class or you want to teach a class, definitely contact me and we'll see what we can come up with. Awesome. I was just going to say, yeah, we don't know the need. We can't always predict the need. Mm -hmm. So we do depend on a lot of people, you know, letting us know what they want. So if you guys mm -hmm. have a class you're interested in, be sure to contact us. All right. Well, that's... We have some outreach programs, too. We present at the Adult Education Center once a month for those students trying to complete their HICET um, training. And so we, we want to encourage those students to complete their training after they, they complete their HICET, or GED, as most people know it. And so um, we're always looking for outreach opportunities. So 
you ever were passionate about what we do at KTC. So if you ever need us to speak at anything and talk about what we do, we're always willing. We're usually not at a loss for words. <laughs> just when you're on a podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's like me. Uh, somebody's uh, recording me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what to do. Okay. Well, um, thank you guys for joining me today um, for talking about the career opportunities and the, uh, well, not career opportunities, but I guess potentially. Uh, Before we stop, oh, I need to talk about our Spiro Annex over there. Oh, yeah. We have. She talked about the Flex program, but we also have a welding program at Spiro, and so I don't want to forget them. They do exactly what we do here at Podo, and we have a phenomenal instructor over there, and so they're just a part of us. They're just <laughs> located at Spiro. They're just a couple so, of miles away. Not yeah. too far. Mm-hmm. So don't want to forget them. And we also want you to follow our social media pages, so you can find us at, at KTC Podo. On Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> yes. And you guys are like us. <laughs> what are we on? All right. Here well, we at. Follow them on their social media platforms. They've got a website, uh, ktc.edu. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks for listening. That's <laughs> <laughs> everybody, Sarah Powell here, and in this week's um, podcast, we're kind of changing it up a little bit. We're going to focus a little bit on some, on the schools and some career uh, opportunities in the area, so we're featuring Kaimishi Technology Center here in Poto. to be reminded of the different events with the Poto Chamber, uh, Balloon Fest, Reynolds Center, and some stuff within the community. It's um, a text notification. You can go to our webpage, potochamber.com, and click the sign-up button and just fill out the form. It's really simple, and you'll get the text. And if you like our podcast, and that we hope you do, you'll uh, help us get the word out and share it on social media and uh, help us get the word out about what we've got going on. Uh, For more information about the chamber, visit potochamber.com or give us a call at 918-647-9178. Hope you have a great day and you can find it in Poto.